Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. I've never been to a church weekend, I don't think, where there's been such clear themes coming through. I just wanted to just spend a couple of minutes just talking about that. Last night, wasn't, wasn't last night superb? I absolutely, absolutely loved it, that Jesus meets us just where we are, total confusion sometimes, heading the wrong direction, and, uh, and just is prepared to listen to our muddled up hearts, let us pour out wherever we are, just to just be honest with Jesus and then he instructs us, he teaches us, changes our mind, turns us around and sends us back out on, on mission. I, I'm definitely going to rip off that sermon come Easter time, I tell you. It's, uh, it, was, it was superb. And, and uh, Andrew, Andrew Davis, but it ended up with, and we go on mission, uh, which is where things do end up, isn't it, really? And uh, Andrew Davis also, all authority is given to me, the authority of the risen Lord Jesus uh, and because of that, we can go out into all the world. And uh, the reason I wanted um, Paul to talk about God's love is that I think for many of us, that, that's our way into the Great Commission, the Great, the great Commandment. So I think a lot of us think, well, okay, I'm supposed to go and make disciples. Now what do I do? Any, anyone like that? I can't be the only one. I, I'm the kind of person that get opportunities to witness about two and a half hours later when I'm at home, I think of what I should have said. Is there, is there anyone else like that? <laughs> good, uh, good, I'm really relieved. I can do this. I can stand up and talk. It's about all, basically, it's what I do do. But, uh, but I keep, keep missing opportunities. And what, and what I've realised is, actually, the, the way into the Great Commission for me is just to love people. And, and I just want to offer that, because I think it actually connects. How do we go and make disciples? How do we, we're muddled, Jesus comes to us, he's instructing us, he's bit by bit changing us. We get wrapped up in his purposes, which is really cool, isn't it? That we can be involved in God's purposes. But how, how do we do it? Well, often it's by loving that person at work. It's by walking across the room or across the neighbourhood or across our, our uni hall and, and just loving the person some of them are quite difficult to love, but loving the person until they ask why. What, what, why, why, what is it about you? And, and then we're kind of off then. So, so I think it's really important. It's not dis, they're not disconnected. It's all part of a whole thing that God's saying to you as, as a church. is uh, There's a big calling on you to, to love other nations, uh, to, lo- to love Manchester, to send people, to how, how are we going to do it? It's all too much. Well, let the strategists worry about the strategy. You just love the person in front of you and, and until they give you an opportunity. And uh, the great thing is this. God factored in my stupidity when he called me. That's taken me a long time. I kept, I kept, do you know, I don't know if you do this, you think, when I've got that and that and that sorted out, then God can use me. Is there anyone else? Fall for, that's another lie. There's quite a lot of lies coming out. Um, but that's another one. And actually, the truth is, God, God can use you now because he called you to go into all the world, make disciples, to love the person in front of you, and he already knew you were stupid. He, he already knew. Uh, Colin and Mary were talking uh, last night about an incident. We, we were on, we call it a mission. We're on a mission in the Middle East. 
And this is just to show how stupid I am. We had, a really, we had one of those days with really moany church leaders. Moaning, it, it was really tiring. We got back to the hotel and said, let's go and have a drink. We'll get, go upstairs, refresh ourselves, go down and have a, have a drink and a debrief. So we get to the lift and there's a very, very wonderfully dressed woman in, uh, outside the lift. And she says to us, uh, have, have, have you had a great day, guys? So he said, yeah. And then I'm quite a friendly sort of guy. So, so we're in the lift and I say, uh, have you had a busy day? And she, she kind of says something like that. Anyway, we, we get down to the bar, have a drink. I realise after a little while, this is the hotel prostitute. <laughs> and I've been asking her, has she had a busy day? I mean, it's not, it's not what you do. But, but, and I could tell you other stories that are worse, but I, I'll just leave it there. But, so God, God factors in our stupidity. It's, it's not a shock to him that you get nervous. It's not a shock to him that you, you think of your best witnessing line two hours after the opportunity to witness. It's not a shock to him. He knows that. And yet, wonder of wonders, he's put his very own Holy Spirit in you. I mean, if you were God, would you do that? I kind of think, well, maybe Tim Simmons, but Richard Thomas, really? No, but he's factored in my stupidity, my vulnerability. It's it's all there. And and God uses you. It's, it's great that young, young people are in for this session. That's really great. Do you know, when I was in my early-ish teens, I can't remember what age I was, my, my pastor's wife, Mrs. Cherry, that's what I called her because that was her name, uh, and uh, she came to me and she, this church didn't believe in prophecy, which was crazy because she must have been a prophet to, to say this. She said to me, uh, Richard, we can see the Lord's hand on you, which really freaked me out because no one had used that expression in my life before. I, I got a picture of a kind of great big hand coming out of heaven and going, it's kind of squashing me. I thought, oh, God's hands on me. It's a bit kind of freaky. And she said, uh, and she went on to, and um, she went on, she said, um, uh, we believe God's going to call you. And she said, what, what, what would you say if the Lord said to you, go to India? And I'm, I'm slightly embarrassed to say this. What I said to her was this, Mrs. Cherry, I'd just stick my fingers in my ears. <laughs> but I, and I, was a, I was a Christian. I just, you know, I just thought, who wants to go there? <laughs> and it's God's sense of humour that later on I did go there and many other places as well. But, but, but God, God factored in that I was cheeky and uh, all of those things. He knows that about you. So, and I, I bet you've got reasons why God can't use you. All of us have. have our own little private, deep, deep down somewhere in your guts, somewhere, or maybe in your head, little lies that you tell yourself, reasons why, why God can't use you. And, and, and I've got them. You know, the first three years that I did this kind of thing, I, we, used to, we were in a hymn, fortunately, in a church where they used to do a long hymn before the preach. They were kind of slightly charismatic-y. And uh, so, so it was keep everybody happy. You had a long hymn before the preach. And that, when that started, I would go out, be sick, have diarrhoea, then come back in and preach. And, and that, went, that went on for three, about three years. So we, but we all, we all have our reasons, don't we? We've all got our vulnerabilities. But let me tell you, God can use anybody. My first preach, I, was, I, was, I think I was, it was about a week, either a week before or a week after my 18th birthday. And, and this guy came, I've never forgotten it, it really helped me. This huge guy came in, fortunately there was not many people there for me not to look at while I preached. And uh, he, he said, uh, don't worry Richard, 
If God can speak through an ass, he can speak through you. <laughs> Which is kind of, kind of comforting, although kind of insulting as well, really. <laughs> but, so I just want to say, God, can you, let's, not, let's not go back thinking God spoke to other people about the Great Commission. God spoke to other people about planting other church. God spoke to other people about changing nations through our prayers and through sending people. You know, speaking to every single one of us, we are all included. And church works best where it's a whole body filled with love. There's, there's absolutely nothing like it on earth. The, the church is a I mean, church is a weird thing as well. Don't get me wrong. You've only got to look along your road. You know, but, 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 but churches are a church, a body filled with people, filled with love, who, who know that we're all odd, but we bear with one another, and we're patient with one another, and we love those who come amongst us, is like nothing else on earth. And uh, we've, just got, we've just got a building. I'll just tell you a couple of stories to encourage you. Um, we, we've just got a building. We've just started opening it in the afternoons. Uh, for peop- people who just want to drop in, it just says free cake and prayer. That's all it says. And uh, it's mostly, to be honest, mostly lonely people, people living on the streets, mostly. Not always. Other people just kind of wander in. And a, a Muslim lady wandered in recently. She'd been abused in the city where she had lived. And she's now in the w- women's refuge, single parent. And, uh, and uh, she, she wandered in and just some, someone just sat down Sorry, I lose it emotionally. But uh, if, if you want to meet someone almost as soppy as Tim, it's me. So, um, so anyway, this lady wandered in, and someone just sat down with her and said, "Tell me your story." That's not rocket science, is it? That's that's not knowing all the arguments for the existence of God or anything. Complex. She said, "Tell me your story." And she she told them lots of tears, lots of tea, lots of cake, and because uh, we do that well, and uh, and and they just they just, all they said to her was. We just want you to know, we, and the lady said, said I, I don't know anything about Islam, which is kind of not the ideal thing. So I don't know, I don't know anything about Islam, but I know God loves you. That's all she said. All the tears come, and they were to pray with her. Just fantastic, isn't it? And all that's happened is someone like you sat down and said, tell me your story. We, we can all do that, can't we? We can all do that. Uh, last week, a traveller guy came in, a really ropey, ropey life. He, he came in, had a cup of coffee, wouldn't let anyone talk to him, and then after about half an hour, he went up to someone and said, is there anyone here who can help me get right with God? I mean, that's, that's, even I would have something to say about that one. <laughs> you know, I, maybe half an hour later rather than two hours, I don't know. But that's fantastic. And then there was another, a Ukrainian couple came in last week, and this really, really blessed me. She, she said, we've been going round churches, they said, we've been going round churches and um, we've come to you because, because four of them said, if you want any real help, go to Hope Church. <laughs> now, that's, a bit Im- that's slightly embarrassing, because actually we've got some great churches in our city. But it was also wonderful. If you want some help, go to CCM. That's, that's great, isn't it? N- not because the leadership team are the best ever, although they're great. Not because the music is that fantastic, although it's great. But, but because when you go there, you find the love of God. You find acceptance. And that, and that love and that acceptance opens people to the message. Is that okay? I've got a guy called Fred down. This is my only witnessing success in the last four years. A guy called Fred down our road. And um, I'm not an evangelist, really. I just talk. That's all I do. Anyway, just before Christmas, we, we invited the neighbours round for mince pies and Christmas drinks. 
So uh, Fred comes, and normally Fred just does a monologue. I mean, he just goes on and on and on and on and on. But, so Fred came, and, and we had one of those motor, m- m- you know, usually you've got crowded rooms, people having drinks, mince pies, Christmas food. It's just, it's just a social, just to make friends. And, and suddenly I had one of those moments where there was only me and Fred in the room. Everything kind of seemed to go silent. And he, he said to me, so Richard, have you always been religious? Well, I actually wanted to argue with him about what religion was, because I hate religion. But, but anyway, I thought, no, that's, this is not the time. So, uh, so instead I, I said, no. I was, I was brought up to go to church. To be honest, Fred, I was going to give it up, but I nearly got struck by lightning. That's, that's my testament. I nearly got struck by lightning, dumped me in a puddle, scared stiff, and I couldn't think of a single reason why God would let me into his heaven. And I said, that, that was the beginning. I couldn't think of one reason why would God let me into his heaven. And I knew my dad's, mum and dad's faith wouldn't be enough. So a bit later, someone told me about Jesus. And, and that, that was it then. The room came alive again. Someone offered me a mince pie. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, I moved on. Anyway, lo and behold, just that little conversation, Fred's, Fred's become a Christian. He's now going to church. He's not going to ours. Rats. But, uh, <laughs> but he's going to a different church. Praise God. That's how God wants to use every single one of us. Amen? So that's been the, that's been the theme of the weekend, and it involves every single one of us. So, so this is a kind of preach. I don't know what kind of preach, but it's one kind of preach. I actually got an email this week. Uh, no, it was a message came from, from somehow a text had been sent to our church office, which I don't really go to. It's in someone's house. And uh, it, all got, uh, it all got muddled up. And I got this, someone phoned me up and said, I've accidentally, I've got, I've got a text, but it came on the landline and I deleted it by mistake. But I think you've got to go to a church weekend in pirate's costume. <laughs> so I don't know, did anybody else get that text? So I was, I was thinking, they've really gone weird up in Manchester. <laughs> so, so I was imagining that maybe we could make Colin walk the plank and put a, put, put a tricorn hat on Tim or so, something like that. We've been, we've been trying to invent ceremonies for this next, next bit. Some, someone suggested we could get some, um, what's that kind of um, cooking oil that you spray, you know, instead because it's easier than, uh, you know, all that's messy. We thought we could just spray Tim. Uh, someone mentioned sacrificing a goat. Uh, I think circumcision came into the conversation at one point. But, but um, we're not going to do any of those things. But, but if you've got a Bible, because we really ought to look at a Bible verse, so otherwise, otherwise I'll feel guilty. So um, let's have a look at Philippians 2 and verse 19. And I want to I talk about Paul and Timothy, and kind of in doing that, talk about Colin and, and Tim. Uh, but also, if, some of that will apply to us as well, because uh, Christian character... Is the same as leadership character. So leaders have got to be gifted to lead, but a Christian character applies to all of us. So just want to look at some of their, some of, uh, their relationship. Is that okay? So Philippians 2, we'll read from verse uh, 19. This is Paul's letter to the Philippians. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I've got no one else like him, who will show genuine concern for your welfare, for everyone's looking out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself 
because as a son with his father, he served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me, and I'm confident in the Lord that I myself will come uh, soon. So just kind of three kind of little, little headings, because that's a proper preach then, isn't it? Yes. So uh, the first is Paul's relationship with Timothy. And, uh, and Paul's relationship with Timothy was, was a bit like father and son. And he does actually call a few other people uh, his son in the faith. But it was a little bit father and, uh, and sonny. He'd been a, a spiritual father. He'd met Timothy. Uh, I, I read some of the scholars. They think when Timothy was about 15, he first met him. And then he met him again later and said, Timothy's useful. Can he come, can he come with me? And uh, so, so he'd been a, a father, spiritual. I don't know if you've got spiritual mothers and fathers, uh, but if you have, value them. It's, it's great. If there's someone in the faith, I thank God for our family of churches. We've got kind of fathers in the faith that you, you look up to. And, uh, and when you get stuck, it's just so great to have a spiritual father. And I noticed that that phrase came several times in the little, in the little videos, didn't it? I, I was an absolute pain in the neck, but you, you spiritually fathered me. That isn't, aren't all kids a pain in the neck at some point or another? Some of you look surprised. Yeah. It's obviously the ones that haven't had children yet. <laughs> it's great. So let's honour us. It's great. That video is great. It's so honouring of Colin and Mary. And that, that's great. If you've got spiritual mothers and fathers, some of you have got spiritual mothers and fathers in, in your congregation or in other places, other, other parts of the country, really honour them. Thank God for those who parented in this. And we kind of sicked all over them and we misbehaved. And they've just, they just kept believing. I thank God for people that have believed in me. When they've seen me at my absolute work, and I'm not talking back in my youth, I'm talking after I became a church leader and made messes and mistakes. I thank God for people that said, that's okay, that's a mistake, you can grow from it, and, and still believe this. Thank God for spiritual fathers. And, and, and Colin has been that to Tim. He, he's been a spiritual father, and that's absolutely great. Of course, sons grow up, don't they? They don't, they don't stay down there forever. They grow up and become equals. You know, my, my son's now got where he t- Not long ago... He, he said to me, I was, can't remember, I was sounding off about something, and my son, who's, t- um, what was he? 32. So how old I am, I can't remember how old he is. He's 32 now. He said to me, Dad, we discipline attitudes as well as behaviour in this family. <laughs> you, you know you've been got when your when you're sons... Because <laughs> sons grow up, they, be, they become equals. You know, a few years' time, will be looking after me, so I've got to treat him well. So... <laughs> So Paul had that kind of relationship with Timothy. He also had a kind of leader and assistant relationship with Timothy. He says in verse 19, I'm going to send Timothy. So, so Timothy was sendable. He, he knew he was, he was helping the main guy. Now, uh, Paul actually had a really fluid team. You try and ta- track down what Paul's team was. It's really difficult because you've got these people and then they're over there and then he's sending them and then they're in a different place and someone else is with him. It's a really fluid team. But, but Timothy knew he, he was, he was uh, kind of serving the vision of, of Paul. He was helping him. You know, it's countercultural in our society, but there are times when we just need to submit to a leader. We just need to kind of do what we're told. We just need to say, okay, well, even, I'm not sure that's right, I disagree with you, but I'm going to go with it. 
because that's the position God's put you in. And they had that kind of relationship. Timothy was sendable. Would, would you go and do that? Well, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if that's right. And anyway, the music's too loud. And anyway, I don't think we should start that church. And it, no, 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 no. That's just so exhausting for leaders. It says in, in, in Hebrews, sub, submit to your leaders. It's not, it's not like as in wrestling. I kind of, I'm pinned down, I submit. It's a, it's a being biddable. That's what the word means. Being persuadable. And Timothy had that kind of relationship. Okay, Paul, if you want to do it, let's go. I'll help you. And Colin and, and uh, Tim have had that kind of relationship as well. Tim's been willing to serve. Are you, let's, let's apply it to ourselves. Are we, are we biddable or are we a pain? You can, you can be a pain sometimes, but be biddable. And you don't have to stick with one. You know, if it's a caricature that you're always a pain, well, stop it. <laughs> be, be, be not a pain. <laughs> be biddable. Be persuadable. And serve. That, that's the way to progress in the kingdom of God. And then lastly, they, they, they're actually companions. They're, they're friends. Essentially, they become friends. If Paul doesn't say, Timothy served under me. It's not some kind of hierarchy. Some churches are a bit hierarchical. Some cultures are very hierarchical. But it's not like that. He says, Timothy served with me. We're mates in this. We're companions in this. We've been through a few storms together. For Paul, that was literal as well as metaphorical. And that church life is like that. You go through ups, you go through downs, you go through struggles. And, and it's been like that with, with Colin and Tim and the leadership team as well. You go through good times, bad times. And through all of that, you, you become companions in arms. That's a, that's a wonderful thing to be in a church where the leadership team have been through ups and downs. And, and they're just, we're, we're in this together. You're so ble- you might not know you're blessed, but let me tell you, you're blessed to be in a church where that's your situation. So that's, that's Timothy's relationship. It's father, son, leader, assistant, companions, mates, friends in arms. Uh, Paul's assessment of Timothy was this. He's proved himself. That's what he says in verse 22. Literally, in the, in the Greek words, is he stood the test. He's passed the test. You know, all, I don't know what promises you have over your life or what relationships you have or what ministry God's called you to, but all of those things are tested. That's just, that's just the world we live in. If you've got a calling from God, if you've got a, a ministry, if you've got a relationship, they will be tested. You have good times and bad times. You've got an enemy of your soul. Testing times come. And, and Paul says of Timothy, hey, he stood the test. He's, he's passed, hands down. In what way did he pass? Well, he, he's dependable. Are you a dependable? I've got people in my church. We've got this building now. And I'm learning, if some people say they're going to lock up, they mean it, but it doesn't happen. You go down, you press the button on the, on the padlock to get the gate open, it's already open. You go there, you've got, you got that door locked, that door locked, the, the end, one on the ends, it's still open. You go in, the, the water heater's still on, the lights are on in that. You know, do you know what I mean? Now let's be dependable people. Let's be people who say, say yes and we mean yes. Are you a dependable person? Or if someone asks you, hey, will you help with the coffee? Will you help put the chairs out? Will you do this? And you say yes, then you really do it. And if you can't do it, you say, look, this is cropped up. Well, you know, I've just dropped down dead. No, uh, something's happened. Something big's happened. Can, can I be released from that, please? So, so you're dependable. You're, someone can count on you. That's, that's Timothy. That's actually Tim as well. He's a dependable guy. And then he says, he's sincere, which means he's authentic. That's one of your values, isn't it? 
Yeah, Colin's nodding, it is. To be authentic. In other words, to be in a church where you can be yourself and be yourself as a leader with all the, the, all the kind of funniness we have. That's a great thing. Be, be yourself. I, I've, over the years, let you into a secret, I've tried to be a number of people. And uh, what I've discovered is, it's very annoying, they're always better at being them than I am. Have you noticed that? So I think it was Oscar Wilde who said, be yourself, everyone else is taken. It's true. But Timothy was an authentic, and he was particularly authentic in his care for others. So I've got, I've got, no, he's got a sincere, or he's, he's a genuine guy. What you see is what you get with Timothy. That's what Paul was saying. And that's a great thing. And he's sincere, particularly in his care for others. It's a great thing, you know, as you mature as a Christian, to become more self-forgetful. Of course you have to care for yourself and care for your mental health and all of that. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. But he, he was self-forgetful in, in, to this extent that his concern was, is everybody else all right? That's wonderful. I happen to be married to someone like that. It's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. She couldn't sit down in the dining room in there, even though we're guests of your church, without making sure everyone else is all right. That's, that's a kind of gift, isn't it? But you know that? That's also a Christian trait, to be concerned. He says, I've, I've got... And Paul had a brilliant team. He had Apollos with a brain the size of a planet. He had all these different gifted people. But he says, hey, there's actually no one like Timothy when it comes to having a real concern for people. Do you have a real concern? A real concern for people. You might be introvert. I'm actually... I'm actually an introvert. I do this. That's because I'm an exhibitionist introvert. But, but actually, I'm, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an introvert. But actually, if you're an introvert, you can still love people. You just, you just do it your way. You know, so extroverts do it, do it their way. That's okay. He's got, have a genuine care for one another. It's such a powerful thing to be a caring person. And to forget your own interests and think of the interests of others and the interests of Jesus. So, so, I, I, so that's kind of about our Christian character. It's about the Apostle Paul and Timothy back then, but it's also about Colin and, uh, and, and Tim and their relationship as well. And it's going to be a joy in a few moments to, to pray uh, for, for Tim and uh, just to, to pray for them as a couple as well and lay hands on them. And it's going to be a chance for us all to pray and prophesy and the, 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 the youth at the back can you can you pray for the for the kids as well so I don't want to really embarrass them and br- where are they over there anyway oh there you are sorry at the back ducking down out of the way you can, can you pray for the girls is that all right that'd be cool because I don't want to totally embarrass them by bringing them up here exhibition a so uh, you can pray back there that, but it's a joy because the truth is Tim's not the son anymore he's grown up and they've been companions together, and nor is Colin vanishing in a puff of smoke. <laughs> Tried to arrange that, couldn't do it. <laughs> but but let, let me finish with a couple of exhortations and, uh, to you, which, which Paul, at the end of his life, when he wrote to Timothy, brought to, to, uh, to, to Timothy. He said, hey, it's, it's time. I'm passing on the, the banner. I've run my bit of the race. You've got to run with energy now. And, and, Paul, and, and so just a couple, you could read all of 2 Timothy, really, but it'll be a bit boring and long. So there's two things I just wanted to say. And the first, first is, fan into flame the gifts that God has given you. And that, that's for Tim, but it's also for all of us. We, you know, you need all the gifts of the body to be a body. You have one bit, I mean, my feet have conked out. That's why I'm doing this boy band thing. 
the front here. Except I, the only thing I lack is a band and, and a boy. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, when you've got one bit of the body that doesn't work, it's, it's, not, it's not fully functioning. You, God wants to use all of it. Was it something I said? You're right. Okay, okay. Uh, you, God wants to use everyone. Stir, fan into flame the gift. That, some of you have got great caring gifts. Well, just get on with it. You don't need a title. Care for people. Some of you have got gifts of prophecy. Some of you have got intercession. Some of you are real ev- evangelists. You don't need permission to use the gifts God have, God's given you. Fan into flame the gifts of God that is within you. And we're going to lay hands. He talks about laying hands on Timothy, and we're going to do that uh, with Tim as well. Uh, and then the last, uh, last thing that uh, really struck me when I was reading 2 Timothy the other day, it, he says, hey, be a good soldier. Be, be a good, there'll be hardship, but be a good soldier. And I just want to say to you, uh, Cece, I know you've got every intention of doing this. Just want to encourage you, keep soldiering on. You've got, you've got a great, great vision to plant churches in Manchester. And it kind of gets added to every time, every time you have a great meeting as prophecies, because now it's uh, have a great in Manchester and also do something in Europe and also let's send some church planters somewhere else. That's great. Keep soldiering on. You know, you, know, you need grit and grace, or the grace to have grit. Because the Christian life and building churches takes, takes effort. Sometimes it's hard work. I hate February. I'm so glad February's over. Turning out February to, to a group with, you know, and some people haven't come and some that are there have got COVID and you wish they weren't there, coughing all over you. And all that, it's, it takes grit and determination to go again, to go again. But God will give you the grace. You've got a wonderful, wonderful. Let's all play our part in reaching Manchester. Amen.